Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuy.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. Welcome to Beer Nuts, number 134. I'm Chris. I am in St. Joseph, Missouri this evening, and my last untapped check-in was Rainbow Name by Evil Twin Brewing. That was delicious. All right, well, JR here from Sierra Vista, Arizona. My last check-in on untapped was Tombstone Brewing Company, Southern Hemisphere, double IPA, brewed with Nelson Solvent and Galaxy Hops. It was fantastic. I gave it a 4.75, which doesn't happen often, but probably, arguably, definitely my new favorite from Tombstone. Hey, everybody. Greg here in Dearborn, Michigan, where it's uh, raining and thunderstorming, better than snowing. But uh, my last untapped check-in was uh, Double Dry Hop Mosaic IPA from Community uh, Brewing Company out of Dallas, Texas. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. So this is uh, Ross in North Carolina, and I'm going to skip one back because I wanted to mention it uh, for a particular reason. I had the Spicy Nachos Mexican Cake, which was one of the few beers out there that where the pepper in it was actually really hot, and it was a nice. It was a night nice, that beer had nice heat the whole way through. One of those, hey man, am I coming down with something, you know, in my throat because because uh, the heat's just sticking there, and uh, it was it was really good. Spicy nacho Mexican cake. Wow. Mm-mm. Sounds good. And they had it on tap at uh, Beer Study. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have some of that. You know, that's one of my favorites. Pepper beers, yes. Peanut butter beers, not so much for me. Anyway, let's get right into this week's episode. Uh, we are doing Easter basket beers, beers that we would love to see in our Easter basket, celebrate the <laughs> Easter season. Um, so, uh, we're looking probably at some sweeter, maybe adjunct beers, um, which of course, most of the beer nuts here like those kind of beers. I'm certainly, I do. Absolutely. Um, now, let me see before we go. I think, uh, we've got a quote here. Let me pull this up. Uh, it's funny. We were out of quotes and we kind of stopped doing quotes. And now like every time we find one, we're like, Oh, that's a good one. So, I'm going to put this one up. This was from Uncle Pete, just the first one I came across. We have a few uh, few archived for future shows. But here's uh, from Uncle Pete, who couldn't be with us tonight, uh, unfortunately. But uh, I will deliver the quote on his behalf. 
The average human walks 900 miles per year and drinks 22 gallons of beer, which means the average human gets 41 miles per gallon. Not bad. <laughs> Good it's not wrong. It's not wrong, no. Facts are facts, right? Absolutely. The stats don't lie. So let's get started here. I want to get my work on my mileage here. So I'm going to refuel with this uh, first beer of the evening on the Easter Basket episode. And as I pop my beer, I would like to invite everybody, as always, please uh, join us and pop open a beer, unless you're driving, of course. Um, we're not pretentious. We just want to introduce more good people to more good beer. So cheers. I am popping mine. So what I have here to start the show for Easter Basket beers is Cigar City Brewing, Vanilla Hazelnut, Marshall Zukov's Imperial Stout, 11.2% ABV, stout with vanilla and hazelnuts added. So before I read the description on the label, let's go ahead and, I'm kind of thirsty, so let's get right into this. I'm going to pour this in my glass. Got a nice tool glass to pour it in. Beer clean, which is important. Rinsed with cold water prior. Oh, and this is looking really good um, because it's pouring like it looks like it's really thick and the head is like super, super dark brown. You know, I usually describe the head as a beige or a cola when it's got a little bit of brown, but this is like brown, really brown, like brown sugar brown. So the head's not lasting very long, but uh, there's healthy carbonation in here. And the first thing I, I smell on the aroma is uh, molasses. It's got a big, nice, deep molasses, roasty, dark, but definitely molasses is overwhelming uh, the, by far the most prominent uh, fragrance I get. So let's take a sip. Oh, yeah. As expected, this is a beer you can chew, which I really enjoy a, a full-bodied beer, and this is not disappointing. It's sweet but not cloying. Uh, the molasses is so overwhelming, I'm getting very little hazelnut or vanilla, which is somewhat disappointing, but um, as I have only taken two sips, I'm going to reserve judgment until I take another one or two and swish it around. Oh, man, that is really good. So, smells of molasses, tastes of molasses, but um, some of the other flavors do uh, emerge as uh, with time. After a few seconds on the palate, really nice aftertaste. But again, the, the, the highlight of this beer is how thick and, and rich and full body it is. It's, you know, a lot of people are disappointed when they get a, a, a dark beer like this and they pour it and then you, know, you hear the word thin as a description. Uh, definitely not the case with this, with this bad boy. So let's go ahead and, uh, well, one more sip. It's gonna. This is a definitely a sipper. It's not one you're gonna want to quaff down quickly. And I've got a 22 ounce bomber of this, and uh, so I'm gonna be taking my time. Hopefully, it should be finished by the end of this episode, possibly. So let's uh, read the description from the bottle itself. Cigar City Brewing. This Russian Imperial Stout is dedicated to George Zukov, arguably one of the finest generals of World War II. Huge in body with strong flavors of espresso, chocolate, and molasses. This unique iteration of Zukov's adds roasted hazelnuts and vanilla 
to impart even more complexity and depth of flavor to this massive jet black stout. In the immortal words of Marshall Zukov himself, and it's all Cyrillic writing, so I cannot possibly read this Russian writing. But uh, I guess in the immortal words, words of me, this is a beer you can chew, and I highly recommend it. How's that sound? Um, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad the espresso was mentioned because definitely that it's it's not it's not coffee. It's espresso. It's like real thick, rich. Um, you know, I just had. Uh, I went to a good coffee place the other day that had espresso and i hadn't had it in a while and uh man that's definitely like what's in here there's nothing weak about this beer it is strong in every way 11.2 percent the alcohol doesn't burn but it's noticeable um i guess the only disappointment if there is one in this because I'm, I'm enjoying it very much so i'm not disappointed in it but i was expecting more influence from the vanilla hazelnut on the label but um this almost just could be uh, regular Marshall Zukov's. The, uh, the, the adjuncts uh, aren't very prevalent. But as it warms, as we all know, maybe it'll change. So maybe later in the show we can circle back and see how it's drinking as it warms. I actually pulled this out 40 minutes before our episode started so it would not be like ice cold from the fridge. But it's still fairly cold, and I'm going to cradle it in my hands and warm it up. And But... Uh, one last sip before I turn it over. Oh, man, and this is a perfect for like an e this Easter basket episode because this is again sweet, not cloying, but it's it, it's rich and thick, just like you know chocolate chocolate coffee molasses. I don't want to say bomb here because um, that can maybe be construed as negative too much of something. There's not too much of anything, but it's probably maximum of everything. Because they're pushing it to the limit as, as far as thickness. Uh, great flavor, though. And really going to uh, kick back and enjoy this. Has anyone else had uh, either this or any of the other Zukovs? Yeah, I've had the base beer. Um, I just remember that uh, you know I, I, uh, it was really dark and roasty. And uh, um, uh, it was really, really delicious. I mean, I, I'm glad I was able to get my hands on on some, that luckily they, they started distributing in Michigan not too long ago, and uh, boy, I mean, it was just fantastic. I, I, I certainly wouldn't mind trying the uh, vanilla hazelnut. That that sounds fantastic. Yeah, and I will say, after just a couple more sips on the top of the roof of my mouth, and I'm starting to get a little bit of vanilla on there. So I have no doubt in my mind that as this warms, more flavors will emerge. Still not really any hazelnut, but uh, we're going to give this a chance to warm and for more flavors to emerge. Oh. It's uh, very, very good, though, and a uh, solid offering here from Cigar City. So I guess uh, with that being said, let's move on to the heartland to Chris. Where are you tonight, Chris? I'm in St. Joseph, Missouri, about an hour north of Kansas City. Oh, not too far from uh, Lieutenant Dang. Well, actually, uh -huh. probably is because I think Springfield is. Yeah, he's, he's about four hours away. But uh -huh. in, in May, I'm finally going to get down there and... Uh, have a beer with Dan. But for oh. now, I'm in St. Joseph, and I have a, a beer from a brewery. I am not sure this brewery is still around. Maybe you guys can help me out. Horny Goat Brewing Company out of Milwaukee. It, it, from what I've been trying to look up, it looks like their, their brew pub shut down in 2015, and they are per, perhaps, I'm not sure in 2019 if they're still doing this, but they it's still plan to keep brewing um, out of a, a, a company that they kind of paired up with in Lacrosse. 
Wisconsin. So, yeah, I mean, even going to, to their Twitter account, their last tweet was in 2015. So, I don't know. But I have chocolate peanut butter porter from Horny Goat Brewing Company. And, man, I'd, I'd, guys, I've been drinking ahead. And, I mean, we're just going to get right to it. It, you, uh, let's read from the can because the, the can pretty much sums it up. This award-winning porter gets its delicious. Uh, let's try again. This award-winning porter gets its luscious dark color from the generous use of roasted malts. We bring just the right amount of hops to the party to balance out that malt backbone and let the stars of the show shine. You will get heavy notes of chocolate and peanut butter to question whether you're drinking a glass of delicious suds or popping a peanut butter cup in your mouth. I, you pour it, and it, it's this is motor oil. There's, there, there is no light getting through this beer. A nice, thick, rich, foamy head. Uh, the, I mean, there's the, the lacing in, on this is ridiculous. I'd be just, it's, it, it is still clean to the glass, and I poured this thing probably right before we started. Uh, it is still there. You put your nose in it. it, it it's, it it's like sticking your nose in a peanut butter cup. That is all I smell. Real heavy peanut butter, hint of chocolate, but that is it. There, there's no malt. There's no hops. It is just straight up like you are, are smelling a peanut butter cup. Let's taste it. So it's a porter. So it's not a beer you can chew, but it definitely, you know, the, you know this isn't a West Coast IPA as far as Christmas goes. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're probably, at, you know, medium being the middle, we're probably a little bit over the, you know, over the edge towards the beer you can chew, but it's a porter, so it's still, it's, it's a little thinner. But the flavors on this, guys, man, I'll taste it again. Peanut butter up front, chocolate in back, and then like as soon as you, as soon as you swallow it, the hops comes up and lets you know, hey, it's a beer. You know, you're not drinking a milkshake, but I mean, this is, you know, you know, full transparency. Jr. and peanut butter beers, you haven't built them up the best for me. You know, so I was, I, was, I had little intrepidation picking this one up, but man, this is, you know, I, I have a feeling the chocolate might be helping it out, but this is delicious. And if this is the only can of this I'll ever get, it's going to be kind of disappointing. But I will remember the liquor store in which I bought it. But Horny Goat Brewing Company, chocolate peanut butter porter. If you see it, snatch it up. Yeah, this this would definitely this kind of like your beer, Jr. This is this is you know this is a home run for a, an Easter basket beer. I, I remember this beer being uh, divisive among uh, among the people that I drink with, in that everybody either really liked it and appreciated it for the fact that it tasted like a Reese's peanut butter cup or they weren't impressed by that at all and just felt it was kind of an average beer and it really went 50 50 among the people that I know it was it was it was one of those very uh, polarizing beers either you like it or and you're gonna really like it or you're gonna be like eh, I don't need to have that again well I see here I came in on the like it side. Yeah, my barometer is if I want to keep drinking it, and I want to keep drinking this, and then go out and buy more and keep drinking that. So, well, here's the thing: it's well known amongst everybody that listens to the show and all you other beer nuts out. I despise uh, any beer or mead or pretty much any libation with peanut butter in it. But I actually really love peanut butter, and I don't care for chocolate, milk chocolate, candy, but I love chocolate beers. So it's, it's, it's kind of a crazy thing. I like peanut butter. I don't like chocolate, but I like chocolate and beer, and I don't like peanut butter and beer. 
But I think the reason I don't like the, the peanut butter isn't because of the flavor as much as that a lot of the peanut butter beers have oils in them, and it, come, it gives you a slick mouthfeel. And I, I didn't hear any of that in your uh, review. Um, and it may be just a thing that's it, it, everybody's got different palates, and it might be just my palate. But I will say that I did re- recently receive a, a box from a, a friend in Texas, and it had a, a beer called the Temptress. And they had a, a variant, a couple of variants, and one of them was the peanut butter one. So uh, it's a bourbon barrel aged beer with peanut butter. Um, in a perfect world, I probably could have chilled it down and, and, and tasted it on this episode. But as you guys know, peanut butter beers are kind of trepidation for me. But uh, maybe it's time I, uh, I uh, span my horizons and try another one. If I don't like it, then just confirms what we already know. But there's also a lot of peanut butter and uh, jelly meads that I don't care for. So I don't know what it is. I like peanut butter in real life, but I don't like peanut butter beers. But um, certainly I love Reese's peanut butter cups, and I don't even like chocolate because I think that's a great marriage. So maybe maybe I just need to give everything another chance. But I'll uh, get off my soapbox now. And uh, anybody else have any comments? Uh, well, the one thing I've seen about some peanut butter beers is... Um, depending on possibly uh, maybe brewer experience, you do end up with some of the peanut butter adjuncts settling out later. And depending on how they went about doing things, I guess. I've seen that happen a couple times here on a, with a couple different breweries. I haven't seen it much lately, but um, even back then they used to tell people to you know, store the keg you know, upside down until you're ready to tap it and kind of stuff. But... Um, but I have seen that too, and I don't know if that if you had anything like that where you saw some sediment or anything, and that helped give you a uh, pause for peanut butter beer. Well, it's just one of those things I just never cared for. Uh, there's two types of beer that turn me off: uh, peanut butter and pumpkin. <laughs> Pretty Amen much, and I love hot pepper beers, and a lot of people hate those. So each his own. I think we're all with you on the pumpkin. Absolutely, drain pour. Pumpkins are made for carving on Halloween, not consuming in any way. Yeah, seeds are pretty good salted when they're roasted. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you for that one, uh, Chris. It actually sounds, you know, your your review almost made me want to try one. Um, so maybe someday you guys can blindfold me and feed me that, and maybe I'll actually like it. But um, I'll report back to you guys if I get if I get the. Uh, Bold enough to try that peanut butter temptress this weekend. ChristopherMedia.net With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ChristopherMedia.net. All right, I guess that means we're heading further east to uh, Greg in Dearborn. Yes, sir. All right, so Easter Bunny was really good to me, and... Uh, <laughs> brought me this, well, it's not quite Easter, but still, he brought me this uh, beer from Jackie O's Brewing in collaboration with uh, Evil Twin Brewing. Uh, this is their imperial style brewed with honey, aged in bourbon barrels, conditioned on Mexican cacao nibs, vanilla beans, pasilla chilies, and orange peel. Um, uh, this is a 12.7 ounce uh, glass bottle, brown bottle, 14.4%. And I picked this up at uh, Joseph's Beverage Center, and they were only allowed me one. So, um, kudos to them for that. This is definitely, you know, it's like a fifteen or sixteen dollar beer. So, um, if if memory recalls, uh, memory serves me correctly, uh, back in two thousand seventeen or so, Evil Twin released this. Uh, their version of it came in at twelve percent. Came in a, like a can or uh, you know a bottle. And it wasn't bourbon barrel aged, and I had it. And I thought it was pretty good. Uh, certainly seemed like it was something was lacking. But um, uh, let's see what uh, the Jackie O's version here uh, presents. So uh, I poured it about 10, 15 minutes ago. Um, certainly is clinging to the glass. I mean, dark as can be, uh, tight, compact bubbles. Um, I mean, just, you know, what you expect from a, a Jackie O's stout, just dark and can't see can't see through whatsoever so upon smelling it is a booze bomb <laughs> as you can expect from 14.4 percent um you get a lot of that barrel characteristic you get you do get that citrus peel um got almost like a, a maple characteristic which could be that honey coming through in vanilla uh, just it, it smells really, really good. Uh, it's been enticing me for a while, so let's get our first sip here. Cheers! Uh, oh, that's that's fantastic. Um, more of the same. Um, I mean, it's not it, you know it, this. I think this came out uh, end of March of this year, uh, so the bourbon is there, but it's not super hot. It's no not overwhelming. Um. You know, you get a really good vanilla sweet, vanilla honey sweetness, really good chocolate. Uh, the, the, you get a little peppery skin to there, but nothing, you know, not like it's it's hot or anything like habaneros or, you know, jalapenos or something like that. But you could definitely pick it up. Um, my own preference, maybe I would like to see a little bit more of the pepper, pepper but, uh, you know, for, for what it is, this is, and this is delicious. Um, I would definitely pick up more of these in a heartbeat if, uh, if it was definitely available, um, you know, to me, but, uh, alas, the one will have to do actually, uh, you know, I bought this thing, um, 
not too long ago before the uh, NCAA uh, Final Four, and I was going to save it for <laughs> a Michigan State uh, victory in the uh, the NCAA championship game, but alas, that didn't happen. But I'm glad to have saved it for this episode here of the Easter Basket. And oh man, this would be great. I, you know, if this was in my Easter basket every year. I'd be certainly uh, stoked every year. That's that's for sure. So, gentlemen, anybody else's? Uh, well, let me. Well, first off, let me at least read their uh, description on here. This was inspired by a mind blowing dessert by a Nordic eatery that popped up in the middle of a Mexican jungle, brewed with honey aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, conditioned on Mexican cacao nibs, vanilla beans, pasilla chilies, and orange peel. Collaboration with our friends at Evil Twin. So, um, yeah, this is their two ni- 2019 uh, You're in the Jungle, baby, as uh, the great Guns N' Roses would say. So, I don't know if anybody else had the, uh, the Evil Twin version. I, I have not. All I can say is uh, pretty much everything I've ever had from Jackie O's is world class. All, all the uh, adjuncts in that are, are appealing to me, and I'm actually kind of a little bit jealous that uh, that I don't get to taste that, but I can live vicariously through you. As far as uh, Sparty, a uh, great run, uh, nothing to be ashamed of. None whatsoever, uh, that's right. As always, uh, Eclipse uh, Michigan this year, so you got that. <laughs> and then I had Texas Tech after that. I was trying to root on for them because... Uh, my better half for the, the household here was a Texas Tech alum, so unfortunately they couldn't pull it off. But hey, that's okay. There's always next year. So, but you know, great beer. I hope I I, I recommend to anybody that wants to seek this out and uh, definitely get it. It's definitely worth a try. Well, as uh, as a now Arizona but former Michigan resident, I can attest to that mostly anything Ohio is despised in Michigan, but I think Jackie O's <laughs> is definitely the exception to that rule. I think everybody in Michigan uh, loves Jackie O's beers. Because we'll, they're, we'll take, yeah. we'll take Jackie O's beers and their roads. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Good point. All right. Well, uh, I guess before we go to Ross and Durham for the, the, our grand finale, uh, let's go around. Uh, we have a, a little bit of hipster tipster beer news. I think Chris was going to lead that off. We're each going to have one brief segment, and then we'll go to Ross for the, fun, the finale. Wait, wait, I can't seem to find anything on it, but I trust you guys. Apparently, the Jägermeister is going to make a beer. There's going to be a Jägermeister flavored beer. What? Which one is it? What? Uh, um, yeah, um, and, and why? If you look at michiganbeerguy.com, I did I did share a, uh, I guess it had a kind of a spoiler. That coming, it just said coming soon, Jägermeister beer. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, um, we were talking a little bit before the show. I told a story about my dad uh, the, the night before my brother was married. Everybody was doing shots of Jägermeister at a bar in Pennsylvania, and... Uh, my dad uh, he just figured, okay, well, everybody's doing this. I'll have one. And everybody asked him what he thought after he took a shot of Jägermeister. And he said, well, that was my first Jägermeister and my last. <laughs> but, uh, some may say it's an acquired taste. Some may say it's just uh, kind of like a, uh, a masculine masculinity test, if you can drink that. Um, I'm Mark, not sure I'm ready for things. Jägermeister beer. But what do you guys think? Comments? No. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I told you guys, it's the only beer. I, it's the only beverage I have ever retired. Like it's, I used to drink that stuff from the bottle, ice cold, when I was in a band. No, do not put this in beer form. 
Like I just, what what is the? I guess my licorice beer is that what we're going for? Because I, <laughs> well, I think we, you know, for licorices, we've seen it plenty of times in stouts. Um, so I mean, I would be open to try it once. But I mean, it, just the thought of it is a Jaeger beer instead of a Jaeger bomb, I guess. But uh, I'll keep an open mind as well. But I, I have very, very low expectations. Right. Absolutely. Um, I don't think people drink Jaegermeister for the taste. I think they drink it because it's kind of a cool, bold thing. The other factor is when the company is uh, asking accounts to put a like a frozen serving uh mechanism in their in their establishment um we all know that uh cold numbs the taste buds so i think that just makes it more palatable to drink something that really doesn't taste that great but hey i know there's a lot of uh, jägermeister fans i have friends that work for jägermeister um it has its place but i don't know if it has a place in the beer world that would be my uh my take on it so uh, let's see. Okay, who else? Uh, Greg, didn't you have something local to Michigan? Some news about M forty three? Yeah. So uh, Saturday, um, up at the uh, Old Nation Brewing um, facility in Williamston, Michigan, uh, they are releasing um, uh, uh, Tart Strawberry M forty three, and this was um, not too long ago. They had an uh, an Eventbrite uh, ticket sale. Uh, five dollars gets you in the door and uh, uh, with that five dollars you are guaranteed a uh, half a case of uh, of tart strawberry so if my math serves me correct that would be 16 uh, 16 ounce cans of uh, of the good stuff so um, you know they, they've now started uh, you know all the news stations around here have started uh, you know talking about it which is going to give the uh, the hopefuls for the local stores up even more and so they're going to be getting lots of phone calls um which i foresee it will be a very tough uh thing to find unfortunately but uh yeah it's it's exciting we haven't seen it in a little while um last time i had it on draft was about i think a year ago if 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 memory serves me correctly so um Kind of looking forward to this. So, well, the, I mean, the last time they produced this, I did go to the brewery. I, I the, the the initial batch of this, and I, honestly, I tasted it, and I ended up trading more than I drank because it was okay. But other people were like coveting this, like it was like this rare, unbelievable, great thing. And I was like, it's. I'd rather just have an M forty three. But um, you know, there's people that like tart flavors and fruit and stuff. Uh, I just. I think I think Old Nation is so good at what they do that uh, this particular variant is just it's going to be you know the hype machine is going to fuel the demand for it and it is a good solid beer but I don't know I think it's uh, I think its value was uh, kind of artificially inflated um, but um, they will sell every can that that is available and in a heartbeat and. These tickets, I'm sure, sold out in no time as they did uh, the first time. and They certainly did, yes. They were gone so, pretty quickly. But personally, I did taste it. It's good. It's just not great. Um, and uh, again, a uh, shout-out to Uncle Pete, who mailed me a nice box of 
M43, Boss Tweed, and um, Woodshed, the Brood IPA. That's I'm perfectly happy with those without this variant, but it's an exciting thing, and I'm, I'm happy for the brewery, you know, and, you know, pallets are pallets. There's some people that probably like that better than the regular, but for me, just stick to what you're doing, and everything's fantastic. But, mm-hmm. but hey, nothing wrong with creating a little buzz and, and putting something a little different out there, because it certainly is creating a lot of buzz. And, and you know, on top of the Turt Strawberry, you know, there's been, uh, you know, local bottle shop around town, at least in uh, Holiday Market in Royal Oak, has had the double dry hop version of M43 on tap, which you can go get in, in many different sizes of cans and crawlers and growlers. And that, to me, is is fantastic uh, as well. well there so. you got me. That That's something I would be excited about. <laughs> uh, I won't be driving from Arizona anymore. No, no, please don't. That, that'll, they'll probably be gone by the time you're But if I was here, still but. on the island, uh, I, I made that trip all the time uh, for good stuff that I liked. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's great to hear about that. And uh, All right, let's, uh, let's go down here. To, uh, I don't really have anything local in Arizona other than uh, Tombstone Brewing. Producing some amazing new new uh, IPAs, Southern Hemisphere IPAs, brewed with Galaxy and Nelson Sullivan. But we have a Down Under episode coming down, coming up, so I'm going to save everything for that. But I did want to bring up uh, one thing: uh, the Craft Brew Alliance is launching a low proof alcoholic seltzer line in July, and we were going to talk about this, and we were talking about before the show these these like. Alcoholic seltzers, really? So uh, we uh, made an executive decision that we—that's not beer. That's—I don't know what it is. I know people are looking to cut calories, and but I mean, come on, really? Alcoholic seltzer—is that where we're going? It, it, anyone I've ever talked to about—if you're looking to cut weight, don't even bother with alcohol. Pretty much. Yeah, if you're really serious, sad but true, but you know what, I I can say I used to be in the uh, spirits business, and I used to drink uh, Sky Vodka and Club Soda, and uh, that was effective, Uh, cuts the carbs, but uh, I'm not going, I have not and will not try a flavored seltzer, (laughs) that is not fair to me. Regular uh, not, seltzer's awful. What, what, alcoholic. I'm, not I'm not going there. I know there's people buying it, and there's there's a market for it. I get it, but uh, it's not for me, and I don't think it has any place on the Beer Nuts podcast. So let's just take the sledgehammer to that entire category and ban it forever from our show. Everybody agree? Pretend it never happened. Agreed. Okay. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. With that being said, let's go to North Carolina. Ross has some really good news for North Carolina craft beer drinkers. Yeah, so the, um, uh, JR and I had discussed this uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, but they got, finally got all the wording hammered out for HB 363 um, here in North Carolina, which is the Craft Beer Distribution and Modernization Act. Um, basically what it's doing is it's allowing all the local independent breweries to uh, have a 50,000 um, barrel cap instead of 25,000 barrel cap for self-distribution purposes. Previously, a North Carolina brewery that hit 25,000 had to sign with a distributor, etc., etc. Now they won't have to do that until they hit 50,000. It was kind of a compromise. Um, they were looking for a lot more than that originally. Um, 
in terms of uh, North Carolina alcohol law, there was uh, this thing kind of got split about a year ago. Um, part of it became the Sunday brunch bill, uh, where they were allowed to serve alcohol earlier on Sundays, um, and then this half of it was the the distribution cap. I believe the uh, the original limit they wanted. Um, was around 250,000 barrels a year ago, and they they dropped that to 100,000 barrels when it split, and then um, the law that's finally looking like it's going to get pushed through, it made it through the House, it's got to go through the Senate, but everybody seems to agree that that's a done deal when it happens, um, is uh, 50,000, which, which is good. There were a fair number of places that were closing in on or at that limit, and there were some wiggle room to do... Um, collaborations didn't count against the limit so some places i mean that was one of wicked weed strategies back in the day to avoid the limit uh before they signed with mims was to just once they got near it make sure everything they they were releasing after that for the rest of the year was a collaboration of some kind um but uh anyway so the the limit got raised to fifty thousand. so that's a good thing there's a lot of places around here ramping up we're seeing a lot more of our local stuff produced every year um Things like, you know, we used to see Collab Without Representation was a much more limited release. The Foothill stuff was a more limited release. People are really starting to crank up um, the amount that they're making um, for some of the more famous beers, certainly. So it's a good thing. Um, Indeed. And, uh, Especially if there's more collaboration without representation. <laughs> so um, having said that, I am going to uh, uh, try a beer not from North Carolina. So uh, the beer that I chose because I was up visiting uh, my mother for the kids' spring break a few weeks ago um, is a beer from Parsonburg, uh, Maryland Brewing, uh, Tall Tales. Um, I've not actually had any of their beer before. I don't really know anything about this. What attracted me to it was the label, the Candy Kitchen label. For those uh, people who had vacationed in Ocean City, Maryland, you would probably recognize Candy Kitchen. There's a gazillion of them. Um, they're pretty much, they're, they're centered in Ocean City. There's a lot of boardwalk stores and um, kind of a uh, couple blocks off the boardwalk. You'll see them on the, on the streets and stuff, a lot, much like all the, the Sun vacation -y stores where you can, you can buy anything you need for, for your vacation. You'll see candy kitchens. Uh, they also go into Delaware a bit, Bethany, Rehoboth, uh, um, Fenwick Island. Um, but uh, they're just a local homemade candy company, so they make everything that you could want from fudges to hard candies to, um, um, I guess, just they run the gamut. You go in the store, it's a candy store. They've got everything, but, but they make it. Um, so Tall Tales and Candy Kitchen uh, collaborated on ca Candy Kitchen Beer, which is... A double chocolate fudge oatmeal stout. So basically, they've taken um, the Candy Kitchen fudge and put it into an oatmeal stout they had. Um, and I'll read the text here. It said, did someone say chocolate, fudge, oatmeal, and then double all of that? We partnered with Candy Kitchen to create a delicious concoction of greatness. Using fudge straight from the plant, this brew will bring back childhood memories, leaving you thirsty for more. Sorry about the, the pacing of that reading. The, the can color changes all over the place, and the text is in white, and it became hard to read. Um, so 
for me, this is a little bit of a, a lighter beer than I would normally do uh, in terms of ABV. It's only 7.7. Um, and uh, let's uh, give it a whirl here. So pour. That was a really good pour. It's, um, it's, a, uh, it's certainly kind of more brownish than blackish when it pours. Um, it's... It's opaque in the glass, but you can definitely see through it while pouring. Um, it has a, a nice, fine, tan head to it. On the smell, um, getting chocolate for sure. A little bit of a little bit of a roasty smell, but mostly it's uh, predominantly chocolate. The um, the head dissipated pretty quickly down. Uh, lacing on the glass, pretty good. Um, going for a taste now. Hmm. So it's definitely, um, it's more of a, a bittery chocolate taste than sweet to me. Um, get, get another one here. I may have been caught off, I'm, I'm a little bit caught off guard because I was expecting this to be more of a, uh, a desserty sweetness. And instead it's more of a, a, like a traditional chocolate roastiness and bitterness. Um, so I need to, I need to rethink how, what I'm, what I'm doing here. Uh, and definitely the there's the there's nice uh, chocolate on the taste, but it it doesn't even begin to approach being uh, the level of sweetness I would have expected based on the can text and um, and based on the you know saying how much uh, fudge and chocolate they were using. It's definitely it's definitely got the taste of chocolate in there. But it isn't. Uh, it isn't as sweet as as other beers that I have had that were advertised uh, this way with this kind of ingredients in it. Um, but on the other hand, that makes it uh, a lot more drinkable. It's a. It's easy and smooth. And at seven point seven, you could have a lot more of it. I guess. Um, I wouldn't put this in the class of sipper at all. You can just. You can just drink it as is. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Because I was kind of really expecting a more desserty beer, one of those where I would be like, "Hey, how much of this do I want to have because it's so sweet?" Um, but that's not what it is at all. It's uh, it's kind of more of a straightforward uh, bitter chocolate uh, than sweet uh, on the taste. Um, and having said that, it's pretty good now that I've realigned my expectations for it. Mm. Um, yeah. On the smell, you're really just getting chocolate and a little roastiness. There's not a lot else there on the smell, and um, the taste kind of follows suit. It's uh, more of a, like I said, a, uh, a slightly bitter chocolate uh, taste, and again, you're getting some of the, the roastiness on the taste. It's um pretty good, light little drinker. Um, having had this now, I'm not exactly sure it fit the profile for the uh, for the episode, but it's still a good beer. Well, you know, as a home brewer, um, you know, anything sugary gets the sugar when you brew gets converted to alcohol. So um, that's why so many sweeter beers have lactose because lactose is non-fermentable sugar. So perhaps, you know, this probably had a ton of sugar when they brewed it, but without the addition of lactose, it just didn't have the sweetness. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I, I, I agree there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying from... The can art, and from what they're saying about it on the can, I would have 
I would have expected oh, sure. a little bit more. Yeah, I, I would. Bet. A little bit more sweetness to it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it was not quite what I expected. But I would bet that consumers probably expect that candy flavor too. So perhaps, uh, perhaps the brewers could consider adding lactose, and perhaps they do other other variants with lactose. But well, like I said, I've never had a beer from them before. I don't really have anything else to compare it to. Um, they're in uh, they're in Parsonburg, Maryland, which is kind of two thirds of the way to Salisbury from Ocean City. If you know anything about that um, location, so I can I can make a I can make it a point to get there. It's probably a half an hour, thirty five minutes from my mom's house. And um, next time I go up and visit the brewery itself and uh, see what they're all about inside. Um, but yeah, it's a. I would definitely recommend it for the price of the six pack and um, and for the kind of uh, for the kind of chocolate stout it is. It's fine. Um, I just I was expecting it based on the label of being Candy Kitchen and based on saying that oh we put so much fudge in it for it to be more of a sweeter thing than it was. But but uh, it works out just fine the way it is. Well, sounds like a good beer. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, reviewing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm going to circle back uh, to to my Marshall Zukov here. As you guys know, uh, when I first tasted it, I didn't get many of the adjuncts. I had a little bit of vanilla. So uh, it's warmed quite a bit now. I'm going to take another sip. I still. I still absolutely say that the front runner of the flavor profile is the molasses, but I'm definitely getting much more vanilla now. And I still, I'm, I'm still struggling to find the hazelnut. I'm sure it's here, but that being said, I mean, I'm perfectly very, very happy with the flavor profile of this beer as it is. So when I say there's no hazelnut, it's not like, Oh, I'm, I'm crushed. There's no hazelnut. It's, it's a fantastic beer. I'm, um, the vanilla is now uh, emerged at least two to three times more than what I was getting uh, initially when it was colder. But you know, it's still a, a, an unbelievable, uh, nice full-body beer, um, and I'm starting to feel as uh, as Uncle Pete would say, I'm starting to get a glow on from its 11.2 percent as I am on the last glass of this bomber. <laughs> so again, uh, a wonderful. A wonderful selection here, perfect for the topic, and uh, definitely more flavors emerge with the warmth. Anybody else? Any changes in your brews? Or uh, yeah, mine's mine's still exactly you know as I was describing it. A lot of uh, you know citrus peel and chocolate and you know bourbon vanilla sweetness, I and mean, it's. It's getting better. I, you know, I only chilled it for probably about 10 minutes in my fridge, and the rest of the time was in my basement, uh, you know, natural temperature down there. But, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, this is, yep. you know, a, a really good beer. Well, let's just go around the room. Everybody pick one or two beers uh, that you would also enjoy that maybe, you know, we don't, we only can pick one, maybe two for episodes. But anybody else have any ideas of other beers they might have wanted to have on this episode? If you, if you had a chance and an industrial liver to drink two more, uh, maybe. Chris, uh, anything? Go ahead, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm catching him off guard, so we'll move to Greg. <laughs> Greg, well, you know, one, one that came to mind that I have in my cellar is, uh, you know, KBS. Um, 
you know, it's got the chocolates, it's it's got the bourbon, it's you know, it's vanilla, you know, it's everything. So that would definitely been you know one I would have chosen, you know, to, to accompany strongly. this. I uh, I was considering that as well. Yeah, I had my mic off, so okay, my, my bad, but. Uh, <laughs> technology the, the beer i would like to try is the one that uncle pete had a few weeks ago and greg i think you had it too the one that you guys said tastes like a liquid churro oh my god oh yeah yes <laughs> the transient yes yeah. yes that was so good i would say um just because i saw it's it hit the shelves around here or limited distribution parabola hit the shelves that's something else that's nice and sweet and I enjoy from time to time. And if I could chime in one more, you know, and I know we've talked about maybe having an episode like this, but, um, you know, down in Ross's way, Foothills Sexual Chocolate. I've heard great things. I have a bottle in my cellar just waiting to be uh, popped open. That would be another one I would love to have tried here or even maybe a future episode. Well, you, you stole my thunder. That was another one that I had in my hand today, and I thought, no. We are going to wait and have Ross uh, host a absolutely uh, a, a uh, Foothills Brewing episode because I think we Ross has been generous enough to spread so much of that around. To uh, I think every beer not here has at least one bottle. So, but yeah, I, I as soon as I thought, I'm like chocolate. I'm like that's sexual chocolate. That's one of the best <laughs> beers. And, and uh, Ross sent me like a coffee variant. Perhaps, perhaps you're right, Ross. Maybe not the best. Uh, a connotation for Easter with you know a lot of kids involved and stuff, but, but that, uh, you know, but you know what, it, it is a great beer. And uh, Ross, we do want to schedule that out with you. So you let us know when you can commit to a week, and we're going to put that on the schedule for a foothills. And uh, I would say it's um, any more. Um, I uh, I kind of uh, I leave the 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 regular sexual chocolate behind and, and just go straight for the BA versions. Um, it's, it's just taken that kind of turn in, in life where it's like, well, they're, they make so much of the regular sexual chocolate anymore. It's not that it's not hard to come by. It's, it kind of lost. It's, you know, you don't have to go wait at the brewery to get it anymore. That kind of thing. Um, whereas the BA versions are still, uh, it's less limited. It's, um, more limited, I guess. And, um, and it's uh, a little bit, it can be tougher to acquire for people who aren't close by, I guess. Um, and they, and they are producing these other variants now where they've had, um, um, JR's had the variant, um, where they put blackberries in it. Um, that's called, um, Dead and buried. Um, it's basically <laughs> sexual chocolate with blackberries in it. Wow! And um, it's basically barrel aged sexual chocolate with blackberries in it. And then, wow. and they produced this coffee version last year. This coffee version of the barrel aged sexual chocolate. And um, and they have uh, they've had a couple other things that were collaborations where they've used sexual chocolate in it. And Ross, when I moved to Arizona, I only brought I think either twelve to fifteen cases. I think I had fifteen cases, but like two or three were spirits. But I do have a full case of stuff that you gave me from North Carolina, and I think at least 10 of the 12 bottles are variants of Foothills Brews. I know I have a Dead and Buried. I know I have the Coffee Barrel Age and several Barrel Aged. Uh, the Old Rabbit's Foot is really good, too. That's yep, and that's in there, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's definitely, after we go off the air here, we'll talk about when we can schedule that out when you 
can make yourself available. And we will do a dedicated Foothills Brewing episode. So uh, moving into other beers that I was considering for tonight, um, I'm sure Chris would agree uh, we all love our Founders beers. And uh, I know this wasn't really, is it, you know, like a candy type thing, but the old curmudgeon with that caramel Mm. uh, flavor, I really, I found some old, like, 2014 curmudgeons in my cellar you know and again i i had to really pick and choose what i was bringing i probably had about 40 case, cases and 15 made it maybe 12 were beer so you know i had uh, i left a lot of pretty good beers behind with friends and um but uh i did find these curmudgeons and i think that's a perfect beer it's a nice sweet you know like an old ale curmudgeons old ale a style that i i really enjoy and, you know, I hate to hate to just be all about founders with this, but everybody knows my, my love for Backwoods Bastard. That's also got a little sweetness to it, that nice malty, you know, barrel-aged Scotch ale. And I've got some of the, the OG, you know, the old, uh, you know, 2013, 14, 15. You know, a lot of people say that the, the newer, you know, uh, vintages are maybe not as much barrel in them, which I, I would reluctantly have to or maybe not reluctantly but um sadly agree with um that the barrel presence has dropped off a little bit uh, since they've expanded and and make a lot more but i've still got some of those older ones that really uh were life-changing for me so i'm gonna have to just say old curmudgeon and uh backwoods bastard would be my uh next one next man up so to speak for, for this episode even that curmudgeon's better half too with the the maple oh, syrup yeah. and all that. I mean. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, we've been kind of, uh, I guess, very, very uh, complimentary of founders, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm really I'm really still a fan of a lot of their beers. So, anybody else? Anything to add? Any more wish list beers? Or is it well, time? Like I said, we've, we've got a couple gems here in North Carolina other than the sexual chocolate. Like, like JR, I know he's he's fascinated with the collab without representation from from Deep River. Oh, yeah. um, that's a that's a really nice, tasty, sweet but not over the top sweet um, chocolate stout. And then um, uh, Southern Pines as well um, with the German chocolate cake stout they make is that's a very awesome, not not over the top sweet desserty stout. So, what's that other Southern Pines beer that I love? Drunken Vigils. Oh yeah, Drunken Vigils. Yes, that's it. That's my that's my favorite from that brewery. All right. Well, that was a, a pretty good uh, cross section of great uh, Easter beers. Any final comments, anyone? Happy Easter, everybody. I mean, it sounds like we all had great beers, and hope everybody gets what they want in their baskets. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, kids get to hunt for eggs and candy. Uh, the adults get to hunt for good craft beers. So <laughs> good luck with the adult Easter egg hunt this weekend. <laughs> They're all okay. hidden in the fridge. Really <laughs> place to find it. <laughs> all right. Well, just a, a quick spoiler. Next next week's episode will be cherries and berries. It'll be uh, beers and, or mead with cherries and berries. So a little bit of fruit. Fruit oh, is coming up. I saw so, beer tonight at Boysenberry and Raspberry. Well, pick it up and review it next week. Yeah. 
Dead Fairy would be a good one for that, Ross, but I'm going to save that for the Foothills because yeah. I'm uh, holding that one back. So but, uh, let's schedule that out with you. Uh, let, okay. let us know when you can make it, and we'll do a Foothills. And uh, when we go off the air, uh, let's make sure all of us have some Foothills beer for that. So, uh, as I always say at the end of the episode, uh, now that I'm in southern Arizona, 30 miles from the border, I'm much closer to Mexico City. But as they say in old Mexico City, AMF. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for listening, and thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.